I'm your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners. Uh, Hello, humans. I am your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business. Uh, I talk with sales and HR experts, other small business owners, and anyone else that can provide you with information to clear your way to success. Uh, Today is going to be another uh, expert episode. We're going to dive kind of deep-ish. We'll see how deep into marketing, social media, uh, some of those types of things. So uh, today's episode features another old friend, Lauren Highland, owner of Highland Consulting, um, or whatever it is currently called. Um, Lauren graduated from Liberty University with a marketing degree and an MBA. Uh, While in school, she worked as a marketing consultant focusing on direct mail, which she forgot about. Um, (laughs) Her next role was uh, with a larger landscaping group as a marketing coordinator. Here she gained experience in social media marketing, event coordination, uh, advertising. Uh, At that point, things took a little bit of a turn. This was, I didn't realize this, but this was kind of strange. Um, Began working for an insurance agency where you worked with sales and consulting, but also with surveying buildings and SketchUp. Mm-hmm. That's kind of wild. Yep. Um, after a few years there, she discovered she was being laid off right around the time she found out she was pregnant. Um, ventured back home to Washington and began working as a marketing research analyst and at the same time started working on her own. Uh, Highland Consulting was born in December 2018. Um, it's constantly evolving, but the core from what I can tell, remains the same, uh, which is helping entrepreneurs improve mindset, emotional intelligence, um, a bunch of other things. Um, We get together somewhat regularly. I'd say not regularly enough, but but somewhat regularly to kind of just brainstorm, see what each of us are working on, um, and see how we can help each other find some solutions and also just to, to bullshit. So... Uh, Lauren, (laughs) thanks for being my friend. Thanks for being a guest on Clearing the Way. Yeah, thanks for having me. And sidebar, you know, when you're looking up information on a person, you should probably stay away from the place that they haven't updated in like five years. You know, um, that's that's the easiest source for like a timeline of of a history. So, oh gosh. Well, I mean, what the heck am I going to do? Scroll through all of your Instagram and Brad, see what you your history not, is? Do you not know me well enough by now, Lauren? Send me a text. I, yeah, but I like to create it myself. I don't want you to have to create. Like then it's I don't know. It's oh, fun. Oh gosh. So I what did I dying. get wrong? What's what's the updates? Oh, what's the updates? Well, direct mail is practically dead unless you are planning on marketing to a very geriatric crowd. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, back oh dear lord, we're talking like 2013. Yes. Yeah, it was 2013. We're, we're talking close to 10 According years to your LinkedIn. <laughs> 10 years ago um, that I was doing that as a thing. Um but yeah, obviously marketing is always evolving and you know, that's what I kind of like about it. I like keeping up with trends, you know, right now TikTok is my big thing in what I'm teaching and it's trendy, but it is it is trendy. Uh, okay. Okay, so got everything right, nailed it. Um, <laughs> perfect. So let's um, the the idea here is um, you're the expert. We are going to, I'm going to be the brand new business owner. I've got no idea what's going on. So many things are available. Um, 
all the social medias, there's all these different things that I think I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I might not, especially if I'm just starting out and I have a limited amount of time. So let's kind of work through how we can make some of those decisions, what we should focus on. And obviously we're, we're speaking somewhat broadly here, uh, actually very broadly here. Um, so everything isn't going to translate to every business, but we can probably cover how to determine where you fall on that. So, mm-hmm. um, sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm starting out. Where in the world, so I've got all of these, actually, number one, do I need to separate my business and my personal accounts? If I'm, I know I need to create some things. Do those need to be different? Not necessarily. So a lot of people like to have personal accounts, you know, like where you're sharing your family and, you know, maybe whatever you made for dinner that night or something like that. But the overarching theme here that you want to keep in mind is that your personal brand is now your resume, right, or your reputation. So when you're starting a business, you know, you feel like you have to be all professional and you feel like everything has to be buttoned up and it has to just be business and all this when that is not the case at all, even remotely. Um, One of the best things that you can do is show mainly behind the scenes and personal things, right, as it pertains to business. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. So what would be – so what – like – the finished products are all good, mm-hmm. but at this point, at least from my opinion, those have become more like salesy feeling whenever you're posting like that. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of a good way to, to interpret that? Or Yeah, absolutely, because you can't draw any personal connection from a finished product. Okay. Does that make sense? So, so we are probably jumping way ahead here, but... The idea of the of a lot of the platforms now isn't to be a portfolio. Mm-hmm. It's more of the um, the, the personal journey. side, mm-hmm. but like the personal style, but in the business form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, like, say um, you were a restaurant, and you were just starting, and you were trying to get your Um, name out there on social media and you're just, you know, you're posting once a week, you know, this is what we have on special today or, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z. That's not going to get you anyone to come in your door. What's going to get people to come in your door is the story of how you started, the difficulties that you went through, the hurdles that you were able to jump over. Um, the inspiration behind the dishes that you make, was it your grandma's favorite? You know, things like that, that's going to create an emotional connection with someone. The, like the discounts and stuff like that, that feels like more of the, you kind of have to let people know about those, but they don't need to be the regular. Mm -hmm. Um, cause obviously like you've built that following. It's a great way to get in contact with people. Mm -hmm. Um, but okay, we stepped we were way ahead. Um, so let's go back to the beginning. I'm just starting out. How do I determine what I need to be on? Like, should I just should I just go on everything, or 
Should I, is there a way to determine what I should go on? And we'll get to the website piece. Let's stick on social media right now. Mm -hmm. Um, How do I determine what I should be on and where I should be focusing? Yeah, well, I think it's a comfort thing for a lot of people uh, because they're, if you are a local restaurant, right, you're not going to be trying to create a mass following if there's no scalability in it, right? Like you want to target your audience. And if you're local, your audience is going to be within, you know, 25 to 50 mile radius of you. So you need to be very conscious of location in that area, right? Um, If you are a service provider that isn't um, contained or constrained by location, then you can market to a much wider audience. However, there's a ton of crossover in them. So... We can get into repurposing strategies, you know, a little farther yeah. down the line. But really, it's where you're comfortable showing up consistently, right? Okay. So is there a – so for consistency, uh, I definitely wanted to get to that at some point because obviously maybe you don't know. we got to be consistent. But what does that mean? Like that could mean a ton of different things. Maybe for me that means – like – how, how can I determine how frequently I actually need to be active? Mm-hmm. Like, is it a couple times a week? Is it a couple times a day? Is it a couple times a month? Does it, is there one size for that? Like, is your um, consistency or frequency going to be the same as mine? Or is it really just as much as possible? It's different for everyone. You know, there's no one size fits all. I'm not going to tell you that. Um, I will say the more you post, the more you grow Um, is a general rule of thumb. But something that is easy so you're not getting like so overwhelmed, you know, especially if you are a new business owner listening to this. That's the... That's the trap where it's like, oh, this feels daunting. Mm -hmm. How in the world do I do this? Yeah. So I'll use two mediums here. I'll use Instagram and I'll use TikTok. Instagram can almost be synonymous with Facebook too, just so everyone (laughs) is aware. Um, So Instagram, you know, you can plan out posts. You can have a pretty and curated feed, you know, based on, pictures of XYZ, you know, you can plan out what your pillars are, right? So when I'm talking content pillars, I'm talking about the things in your business that you talk about or that you do. So if we take the restaurant, right, you have a weekly menu, or you have favorite menu items, or you have pictures of food or pictures of customers or pictures of um, employees, you know, all things that you can kind of um, plan ahead, but you use stories as part of that personal branding and emotional tug or behind the scenes, right? So you can plan out those posts and it's not super daunting. You know, you can sit down for a couple hours and figure this all out for like a month's worth of content, right? Not not a big deal. But you want to be consistent in the stories, you know, like – When I walked in here, before I walked in here to do this podcast episode, I made sure I took a video letting everyone know what I was doing. Um, And I also tagged the podcast and Brad so that he then has content to share as well, right? So it's going to multiple audiences. I'm repurposing what I'm already doing. 
you know, the stories are kind of the behind the scenes, the daily life, you know, the very quick pictures, videos, polls to build engagement. That's where you really want to stay um, most active, I would say. Um, same thing with reels, very much like TikTok. You can take stories and yeah. things you were doing and you utilize them that way on Instagram. TikTok, which I love and I'm obsessed with, and if you talk to me, I'm going to tell you to get on and use it to the fullest extent you can. This is as of August <laughs> 3rd, 2022. <laughs> Subject uh, to change. Yes, so... Subject to change, you know, as uh, marketing evolves. But um, TikTok is such a great community builder, and it doesn't have to be pretty and curated like you see Instagram, right? It is on the spot. This is the idea I had. I'm going to take a video of it while I'm walking down the street, and I'm going to post about it. And TikTok is a place where, you know, you want to have a high volume of content to post. So, you know, ideally, uh, my husband and I, growing our followings, try to post anywhere from three to seven times a day on TikTok. It gets a little, you know, we ebb and flow there, but we try to stay consistent in posting. That's a lot. It's a lot, but it's also the same content that you would be doing, like, on stories on Instagram. Yeah. You can save those and repurpose them. Yeah. Um, okay. That all makes sense. Feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. It you just got to get it. You got to get into a zone. You got to get into a flow with it. Yeah. And for well, anything so, that takes time. So how, okay. So if I'm that restaurant owner, we'll keep going back to that. I do want to, at some point, um, compare the differences between a, B2B and B2C. Um, but for now, we'll stick with this restaurant example. If I'm just starting out a restaurant, how in the world, like, where am I finding this time? Where am I, how am I doing seven posts a day, four posts a day? Well, it's your net zero time, right? So it's time you can spend creating doing something you already had to do. Okay. Right? So I've got to cook, set up my phone. Set up your phone. Okay. Set we don't it. need anything special. Just you, use your phone. Yep. Nothing special. Um, the only thing that I would suggest you get is a tripod to hold your phone yes, or a ring light. And yeah, these things are going up. to cost or, you less than $20 yeah, on yeah. Amazon. But even if you don't, you don't need it. Find, you know, I have used my Yeti to prop up my phone more times than I can tell you yeah, yeah. in instances like that. Okay. Okay. So just record the things that you're already doing. Record life. People want to see your life. People do business with people. They don't do business with businesses. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's where my time is. Mm-hmm. That's where I've just discovered time. I can now do these things. Exactly. Um, it doesn't have okay. to be something you set aside time for. Well, you should. My but- argument to that, or not an argument, my question to that is how about the captions? That's what hangs me up. There have been so many times, <laughs> there are so many times when I've got videos ready. Actually, even with this podcast, I have clips already cut. I already spent hours cutting all these clips and then I start my post and have nothing to say and have no idea what, how to caption it and I just don't post. Well, that's <laughs> the great thing about TikTok. TikTok does not require hashtags. It doesn't require 
um, captions you can post and your video will get pushed out regardless. Okay. And if people start to like it within a certain time frame, this is kind of how the TikTok algorithm works. If people start to like that in a certain time frame, viewing it, seeing it, it gets pushed out to more people and it goes in like time increments. If it stays on a high view, that's when things start to go viral. Okay. And for an extension of days, weeks, um, periods of time. Yeah. Instagram, you can't do that. Yeah. So what do I do? To focus on TikTok. You could <laughs> you could yeah, literally but- you could literally go and post all those videos that you already have done. Post 10 of them a day if you have like 50 clips already done. You don't have to worry about captions, hashtags what anything. If my okay, so this this gets us to a question that I wanted to definitely touch on. Um because you mentioned this to me last night when you said, my audience isn't on LinkedIn. And I said, <laughs> I'm your audience and I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, but what if my audience isn't on TikTok? And how do I, well, actually, better question, first question, where is my audience? How do I know where that is? Mm-hmm. What do I need to look for? Well, I think it is very dependent. You know, I say my audience isn't on LinkedIn now it used to be on yeah. LinkedIn when I was very professional and buttoned up and like in that scope and looking to climb the corporate ladder and all that. But now, like, I'm a mom. Like, I probably have spit up all over my shirt right now. I don't have time to like look the part of a polished professional. And for me, you know, that's a very broad um, following on LinkedIn, yeah. right? Polished professionals. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Instagram and TikTok and a little bit of Facebook, you know, I can find my people that would vibe with how I do business. Make sense? It does. So like, you know, you saying um, like in our pre-qualifier, like that email, Mm. I'm probably going to show up in a T-shirt. You don't have to wear anything like super fancy. You know, that's – the tribe that you are looking for while you have people that you can connect with and work with on LinkedIn as yes. professionals, it's not really vibey, if that makes sense. It does. Um, okay. But for the, uh, like for how, like how am I discuss? where is my audience? Not mine. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the new, the new restaurant, the new coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Probably a bad example because probably on TikTok. Um, <laughs> but like a new – How do you find it? Yeah. Yeah. How do I – How where is my audience and how do I how do I know? So there's a couple of tricks you can use here. It's um, referenced as your ideal client avatar or your ideal client. And searching for that, kind of like figuring out what that is, is super important. Um, a lot of times that's called like niching down, mm-hmm. niching down. I hate when people use the word niche. Like it sounds so. I feel like that's the way I say it. That sounds so hoity-toity. <laughs> um, uh, but when you're niching down, right, either your ideal client is someone who you were in the past. Okay. Because you want to help people overcome the things that you've overcome because that's what you are teaching or providing or doing, Right either as a service provider or a product provider. Okay. Um, Or you can ask a few questions like, what does my ideal client look like? Almost like you're 
for our millennial friends, you're playing Sims. You're creating your avatar. Okay. Right? So where do they hang out? What books do they like to read? What do they look like? What age are they? What demographic? Where do they live? You know, what's their socioeconomic level? You know, literally you can get down into like nitty-gritty psychological questions here to narrow down who that person is. And one of the funny things that um, I've done in the past is you give them a name, right? Mm -hmm. So like your avatar's name is Janice, right? Okay. I, in all of my content, in everything that I am teaching, helping, how-tos, I'm talking to Janice directly to her, right? And that's kind of how you create that content and how you create that voice behind your brand. Okay. So step one before I've done anything then is who's Tedro? Mm -hmm. Who's Janice? (laughs) Okay. Yep. That's we've got to figure that out, and then, then we can better determine what accounts we need to create, what we don't need to do, mm-hmm. um, and then we can start creating all of our, capturing all of our things because we know Janice. Who we're talking to. Yep. Janice is interested in this because I did my research on Janice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Good. Step one. Find Janice. <laughs> Find your Janice. Yes. Um, okay. So that's good. So now we've determined where Janice lives on the internet, of course. Um, and now we know how to capture some content, how to create some things. Um, still haven't covered my captions question, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you had several questions within a question. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you want to cover captions, we can cover captions. Well, okay. Yeah. How, like how that, I cannot possibly be the only one that gets hung up on that. Mm-hmm. Cause the create, like capturing the stuff is easy ish. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember it. Like the captions and things are time consuming. That's the things that are time consuming. How do we fix that? Mm-hmm. So fix it. How do we just get better at that? Yeah. Um, So a lot of platforms now are trying to become searchable, like search engines. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Specifically, platforms like Pinterest and TikTok, they are search engines. You can go into the search bar and search for anything. Um, Workout videos, very specific workout videos. So like postpartum workout videos. Right. And you will see a vast amount of videos and content related to the keywords that you typed in. Now, on TikTok and Pinterest, Instagram's trying to do this, but they're really bad at it. Um, your video will pop up, will be searchable if you have those words in your caption or the hashtags. Right. So like say I wanted to post a postpartum workout video. If you didn't know, I am at this point like nine months postpartum or nine weeks postpartum. Um, Oh, Oh, gosh, I wish at this point. Um, So if I were doing that, I would write the caption. um, This is my favorite 10 minute postpartum ab workout. Perfect for anyone who's postpartum. Right. I used postpartum several times. I used workout. I can hashtag postpartum exercise, postpartum, whatever. Right. Like whatever comes top to mind. 
what you would be searching for, and then it becomes searchable. So on those, it's super easy because you don't have to have long form caption. Yeah. But just go into it with a mind of if someone were searching for what I am selling or what I'm trying to teach, what would they be searching for is a great way to attack captions. Specific to the ones that are super searchable. Yeah, okay. that's that's where it'll work the most. Instagram's trying to do this. So Instagram, it changes, the algorithm changes so much. But if you go in with that search engine mindset mentality, mm-hmm. then your captions are going to be great anyway. Um, but Instagram does like long form captions, okay. which is super annoying. But okay. I do have a tip for that also. That'd a, be helpful. A massive time saver for me um, is the dictation on the iPhone. Uh, okay. So instead of sitting there thinking and God, typing or whatever. So rambly. Right? <laughs> but then you have a ton of long-form content with a ton of keywords in it, and it's taken you a fourth of the time yeah. to sit there and type it out and curate it all. Yeah. Biggest biggest time saver okay. for me. That's a good one. I, I'll have to try that and see how ridiculous that ends up looking. Um, <laughs> but then if like you, you start edit. going off on tangents yeah, and yeah. stuff, you can take what you, the part you want to remove from that, yeah. copy it, put it in your notes and use it for okay. another more specific video or post or something like that. Yes. Okay. Okay, so just use the tools that you're already using. Yes. Use that phone and do the other things that you can do with that phone. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. Like I I do this with clients, whether I'm coaching or consulting or whatever. Like stop trying to make things so difficult. It's not that difficult. Whatever you're trying to do isn't as difficult as you are making it seem. Keep it simple. What message do you want to send? Who is this going to? Where are they going to find it? And just just do it. Just do it. That's okay. a strategy. Okay. Strategy is just do it. Just do it. Okay. So um, so we now know – I know where to focus because I know who Janice is. Um, if Janice lives on multiple platforms, which she probably does, should we – should you focus on – specific ones like if you're starting to get more engagement on one should i just do everything on there or should i stay not broad but you know should i stay active on multiple does it matter is it case by case yeah um i would say it's up to you right now i'm kind of in that zone um i'm seeing much more traction and growth on TikTok and not so much anymore on Instagram. So I've been focusing a lot more on TikTok, but because that content is so much more frequent, it's very easy for me to take the content that I'm creating on TikTok and just repurpose it over on Instagram. So I'm not creating multiple pieces of content for multiple platforms. I'm creating one piece and spreading it across multiple platforms. Is there a time when you should be posting specific things, like um, platform-specific content. Mm -hmm. Is there a time for that? Like I know the way I currently do it, and maybe I'm wrong. My LinkedIn stuff 
is de- like the clips that I share on there are definitely different than mm-hmm. Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or any of those. So is your question about the content itself or about the time? The content itself. The content itself. Yeah. Um, yes, I would say there's definitely kind of like a rule of thumb. You know, I would say TikTok is more like wild, wild west. Like you're shooting from the hip. You can post whatever the heck you want on there. You don't really have to worry about it. I would say Instagram is a little more polished, a little more um, uh, a little more like bougie, I would say. <laughs> okay. You know, like you're showing like the much more um, good good times, not so much okay. the everyday you know, does, yeah. does that make sense? Like it's a little more polished, a little more curated. And then I feel like LinkedIn is like polished professional. Like I am not going to be posting 90% of my TikTok videos on LinkedIn. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's almost like there's a scale of postability. Okay. I think we could probably come up with a better term for that. But <laughs> You know what I mean? I just shot that um, one out there. That was a good okay. one. Okay. Um, So, okay. So that's good. Um, Let's take a little bit of a sidestep here and cover kind of the same things we just talked about. But how do some of those things change if I am a business that sells to businesses? Should the messaging change? Should the way that I'm doing those things change or Not really. Not really. I mean, it goes back to the same thing I said in the beginning. People buy from people. They don't buy from businesses. So even if you're doing B2B sales, there's still a face behind the business. So, okay. Okay. So then the creating the content, if I'm an accountant Mm -hmm. trying to get clients, I've got a super- Because accounting is the worst. Super, (laughs) super interesting work. Mm Mm-hmm. How do I record what I'm doing during the day? I'm not making beautiful food. Mm-hmm. I'm making some dope spreadsheets or something. Yeah. Probably. Exactly. Do you know how much money people are making on TikTok selling spreadsheets? Okay, but they're selling the spread. But like – Yes, but it's all about the content, right? So like, again, you're getting into the personal brand of things. Why did you become an accountant? What are your favorite types of accounts to work on? What are some of the funniest or like the most fraudulent stories without, you know, saying anyone's name or business that you've come across? I mean, there are probably way more stories that an accountant can tell than someone who's like a speaker and is like a face and always, you know, talking and having events. So it's still the same. Who is your Janice and what what interests Janice? And it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be necessarily – I mean, I guess – yeah, it still doesn't have to be what you're doing in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's maybe I'm wrong there. Well, a big thing with service based businesses, you know, things that are that aren't um, physical. Yeah, physical. Right, you're not selling physical products. You need to get the storytelling piece. Um, Great. So the storytelling piece is awesome, like building out who you are, why you're doing it, all this. And then um, – oh, gosh, I'm totally blanking out here. I, You like <laughs> – 
Um, oh, gosh. Give me a second. You're going to hate me for having to edit this out if you do. Um, I'm seriously blanking out. So what was I the difference between the person who's selling something physical mm-hmm. and now we're back to the accountant and the storytelling. Yes, and the personal branding, and I was going down another line that I completely lost. This is what this is what life postpartum is like, just for all of you <laughs> who know. Um, I will forget where my sunglasses are, and they're on top of my head. Um, okay. Yeah. It'll Wait, come to go you. Back, yeah, go back to the OG question. Okay. Um, the difference between the two. I'm I, So how am I creating the content? Like mm-hmm. – I'm not doing anything that's super um, – that's, you know, I'm not making these these beautiful food mm-hmm. or a dope shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do <sighs> I – Okay, I got it. I got it. It was about the Janus, right? Okay. So like when you're finding your Janus, you can even get more specific in your content about like almost a personality of Janus, right? So we're thinking here. Okay. So say I am super broad. I am an accountant for small businesses. Uber broad. That's like a very large piece of the population, right? Mm -hmm. But what if you start talking to someone who had a bookkeeping incident or issue that they had to pay loads of taxes on? Okay. And you could solve that pain point. Pain point was the direction I was going that I completely, completely lost track on. Okay. Yeah. So you want to find what pain points you can solve. So it's not a physical product, but what problem are you solving and what pain points can you really nail down in your content that someone watching is like, oh my gosh, he's talking to me. Okay. So now for those instances, I assume it's going to be way more difficult to create or to post as frequently. Not necessarily. Not if you're doing like simple face to cam stuff, right? Like where you set up that tripod and you're sitting there working at your computer, whatever it is, and you're pretending to work as you're talking to a camera. Like, listen to this. Or you start with a hook. That's like the biggest thing right now in video. You start with the hook. So you start with the most um, absurd part of the story, right? And then you tell the entire story, right? You want to keep people hooked in that first second so that they continue to um, listen and watch. Like, this client committed fraud (laughs) is the hook. But what you don't realize is they didn't have a proper accounting system or they were doing accounting themselves and unbeknowingly Mm -hmm. they did something wrong and it cost them a lot of money. Bing, bang, boom. Everyone is going to stay to the end of that story, right, which boosts your views and gets your video to continue to be seen and pushed out. And it's something that someone who um, someone who does their own books or their own accounting, they're like, oh, frick, like I would not want to be in that situation. I need to call this dude. Right. Yeah. Or you follow him and you learn some of his tips and tricks. What are the best, you know, resources for you to use or things to do or people to talk to? And then eventually he's the only one that's top of mind yeah. whenever you think of accounting. Yeah. 
Um, because yeah, of so the pain point. I don't, even if I don't need it right now, when I do or when I have somebody that does, guess who's the last accountant that I saw? Mm-hmm. The dude, the only one that's on TikTok. Yep. <laughs> the only accountant on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. So not a ton of difference. You just, it goes back to who is your Janus? Mm-hmm. You got to know Janus. Mm-hmm. So step one before you start, know Janus, which is good for before you start even like your business. Yes, I like, would suggest you yeah, do this before yeah, know, you start your business. Yeah, we got to yeah. know who we're selling to before we just create this really cool product that maybe you're the only person for, which you're probably not, but know who those other, mm-hmm. know who the weirdos are. Yep, um, exactly. Okay. Um Okay, so we've talked about consistency. Um, we've talked about where we should be, where we should be posting. Um, we the type of business doesn't really matter. It again, it goes back to Janice, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't matter if I've got um, if I'm an accountant, if I'm a restaurant owner, or something else. You just got to know Janice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> This is my grandmother's name, and if she listens to this, she's going to be like, you're talking about me the whole time. <laughs> so so no Grandma Janice. Um, okay. So that's all good. So I've started posting. Um, I know that I need to be on those places, but there's obviously other things that fall under marketing. And I don't expect us to dive too deep into many of them, but... I can give you my number one. Go ahead. Email marketing. Okay. There is a statistic that for every email address that you have, if you're emailing consistently, uh, it's an extra dollar in revenue a month. Okay. For Um, every email address that you have. Okay. So how do we get emails? How do we do that? Where do we start? This is excellent. This is my favorite part of business and consulting right here. So um, you use social media, whatever platform you're on, almost as a funnel, right? So social media is the widest part where people get to know you, you know, um, kind of like that appearance piece like, oh, I recognize her. I saw her on, you know, X, Y, and Z platform. And then from there, you need to get them to like, no like and know you um, so that they continue to watch your stuff and they get sucked in and, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're starting to recognize if they cut their hair or you know what their kids' names are, you know, from their content and trust you enough to exchange something, right? So um, say we'll use the accountant example again. This is super easy for any service-based business too, by the way. Um Say, I really like this accountant, you know, he has such good content, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Let me see if he has anything for sale or even, this is the big one, a freebie that I can exchange my email address for, right? So this accountant can take um, something as simple as the top 10 mistakes small business owners make when keeping their own books, right? very important information for anyone who doesn't have an accountant or a bookkeeper or something like that. And they can click on this digital download, give their email address, and immediately get this thing downloaded via email. 
this guy now has their email address. And he also knows that they are probably his Janus. Correct. Right? Because of the content that they exchange their email address for. So then what does he do? Once a week, he'll send an email with some tips or tricks. If he's running a special, hey, let me tell you this bookkeeping special I'm running if you're interested, but you're continuing to serve an audience based on things you're already doing, you're already talking about on TikTok. Literally, you could copy and paste the TikTok videos into an email and be like, here are my top three tips for X, Y, and Z. Okay. So these emails that we're sending, however, is there a um, suggested frequency there? Monthly, weekly, just kind of whatever? Just to kind of stay top of mind consistently. Okay. Um, Okay. But we don't have to create anything unique. Nope. It just take all of the other things that you've been posting, put them into a form that fits into an email. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So great. We want to collect emails. We've started posting. So should we be using social media first? We've got to build a following somewhere. Or should we have everything start? Like if I'm starting from scratch, Mm -hmm. I have nothing brand new. Should I be social media first? Should I make sure I've got these systems in place for email? You can always bolt on things. So maybe Mm -hmm. do what you can. Because doing anything is going to be better than just saying, well, I can't do anything because I can't do everything right now. Like, yeah. Do something. Yeah. Email is a super easy thing to tack on to social media just because, you know, once you start to grow a following. So say, you know, we did this with our personal followings on TikTok, Ryan and I. We both have over 20,000 followers and we just did it for fun. Like there wasn't any intention for it to be part of a business. Yeah. Right. But think of how much money we could have brought in doing either partnerships or, you know, like speaking engagements or, you know, just like funny things if we would have – if we would have those 40,000-plus email addresses. Yeah. Right? Like it's all all just kind of like in perspective. So if you're a business and that is your intention in starting um, social media – I would say capturing as many email addresses as early as you can is going to be a big um, revenue booster for you, right? Especially if you're first starting and you're throwing out like coupons or, um, you know, discounted services or you're looking for um, someone to test out products or something like that. You know, that's – Yeah. It's going to be hard to find on social media because you're so new. But it will literally be in the face of anyone who has so that email. How am I capturing these emails? There's a ton of different ways you can do it. Um, most all email providers uh, will have sort of a um, like a digital download type thing. So it's like, oh, there's a form. Put your name and your email in it. Once you click this, it will automatically send you this document to download. Okay. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to think if there's any free ones. I think GrooveFunnels, they have a free free part like that. Um, But, I mean, we're talking less than 20 bucks a month for an email provider. Yeah. Um, Is there anything on Google that will do that? I'm trying to think. I guess you could maybe set up like a 
maybe like a Google form and link it to there would there could be some ways to yeah, do like that. a you roundabout could set up way. like a Google form and link it to Zapier. So you could uh, you could do it for free. Mm-hmm. Set up a Google form with your whatever at Gmail, mm-hmm. which is a free email. So I set up my free email. I set up a Google form. And when I get a submission, I link it to Zapier, who is free for a certain amount of uses Zaps. per month. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I use Flowdesk. I like Flowdesk. It's super easy. It's simple. Um, other people use uh, ClickUp. There's a couple other. I use – well, I don't use ClickUp for any email stuff, but I use it for, like, management of mm-hmm. things like the podcast. Yep. Um, okay, so there are free ways to do it. Um, you might have to get a little creative if you're going to do that. But mm-hmm. the alternative would be what were so, what are some of the other platforms for – like if I'm willing to spend 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, Flowdesk. I love Flowdesk. It's super pretty. Um, so for any kind of like female based or like feminine um, type businesses, you would absolutely love it. Um, there's Active Campaign. Um, convert Kit with that Convert follow? Kit. Yeah, yeah. Most of the funnel builders, th- they have like a free. Yeah. Okay. A free part that does a lot of email. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's pretty easy to okay. find. So just set those up. So it doesn't have to be right away. If you want to spend the time and can spend the time to do it for free, you can you could do it. There are ways around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have to get a little creative. But um, okay, cool. So I'm collecting emails as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. What else do I um, – is there anything else I should be doing immediately? I've, I've opened some accounts I, because I know where Janice lives. Um, and, and I know I need to – if I'm not doing it now, I need to start collecting emails ASAP. Mm-hmm. Anything else immediately that I need to do? I would focus on building content, honestly. Content is king. And you don't want to get into the – you have some things ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I got stuck in that trap where, what, three and a half years in from what you read of my LinkedIn resume. <laughs> We're three and a half years in. That's and, what I got, everybody. And, I mean what am I going to do? <laughs> and, and I did everything wrong. I thought I needed like the big, fancy, pretty website that I absolutely never utilized, never mm-hmm. used. You know, I thought I needed um, like a drop shipping site and all this stuff when really all I needed was an email provider. Um, oh, I will say. If you're creating any type of content, get yourself a Canva login. I am in it. I have the Pro. It's super cheap, but there's a free version that gives you access to almost everything. Um, I'm in it every single day for creating anything digital. Um, It's awesome. But, yeah, pretty much I needed my social media platforms and email capture in Canva. Yeah. To start. I think that's a – I actually think I'm going to do a whole episode on this at some point. But on websites, that's – do you need one? Maybe. Maybe. But Maybe. you might not. Mm-mm. You may not at the beginning. 
Like that might be something, again, all of those other platforms are, well, like for social media to actually get your name out there. They're free. Mm -hmm. Spend the time. Again, this isn't every, this is absolutely not every case. There are definitely cases where you need a web, Mm -hmm. you got to have one, but you might not. Um, You know, if I'm a restaurant just starting out, I don't know if you, I mean, now maybe because online ordering is kind not necessary, but pretty, pretty damn close to necessary. And there are some ways around that. Um, You don't need to spend the money. No. And I mean, in online ordering, for example, you can, like, if you're using Square as your payment processor, then you get a free online store. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I think knowing whether or not, like, how can we determine whether or not we do need that? Like, if I'm selling something mm-hmm. online, can I do it just on social media? Like, is that possible? Or do I need to just make a store, like a some type of online store? See, that's very dependent. If you're like a drop shipping store, like someone else is yeah. uh, creating and holding inventory, then no, absolutely not. Um, if it's you're running it out of your home, like you're creating your own jewelry um, and you want to not be local. If you're local, um, then starting off, I don't think you do need that. Well, I think even for some of those, you may be able to use like an Etsy or a, an eBay or something like that to Mm -hmm. start again, like eventually, because any of those, the problem with any of those is that they're going to take some chunk, Mm -hmm. which at the beginning is fine because if people don't know about you, they don't actually have to go to your, they don't have to find you. They can just go to this whatever the platform is. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can in- initially get some of those sales until you've built up enough following and then you can ditch the the fees and now have your own thing and actually be able to customize and make everything look, you know, like mm-hmm. you want it to look. But it might not be necessary at the beginning. Now, if you've got a ton of money set aside, that might be something to spend money on. But It might be, but even then, you still need the following to drive traffic. Yes. So you're going to be wasting money in the beginning anyways because you're um, going, you're going yeah. to be paying for something that you're not utilizing. That's almost like a scalability factor, right? Like find a business with some scalability and, again, keep it simple. Like don't try yes. and make things more complicated than they already are. If you have something you want to sell, talk about it on social media, get a few sales under your belt, figure out where the pain points are for you. Yeah talk about them, hello, creating content through the entire process, and then figure out how can I make this easier on me? What am I trade going to be trading money for time for, right? Because it's going to take you time up front, but you're going to get to a point where you're making enough money that you can stop trading time for money, where you can start to automate some things, but you're going to have to pay. Yes. So it flips the scales there a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So just, so how can we determine that? So I would say, so, hmm, how can we, is there an easy way to, to determine whether or not we need one or not? Um, it's, it's very dependent. Prob- yeah. <laughs> it's going to be case by case, but yeah. you can probably, it's like, can you do everything for free? roughly free, like, uh, like we said, 
people mm-hmm. are going to take percentages. But um, and do you already somehow have a following? Mm-hmm. You know, if you already do, then maybe you just say, "Hey, I'm just going to make a Shopify store for thirty bucks a month." Mm-hmm. And now I can throw, throw everything that link on there. In and your we're bios, good. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're good. Um, but if I have nothing and I'm trying to find these play, like I've got this super super niche product that um, <laughs> that um, is going to be difficult to search for if I'm not on like throw it on eBay and people are going there already. eBay has a much people are already going to eBay. Well, then it goes back to the searchability. Yeah. What keywords are you using? How are you wording your captions? Where are you putting it? Well, so I'm saying to actually sell the product. Yeah, but to sell the product, you need traffic to the product. Correct. Which is where social media plays. So there's kind of like the two-piece part puzzle to social media. There's building that personal brand, sharing the stories, getting people to like you enough to buy from you. Yeah. But then you have to drive you have to drive traffic to the product also. Yeah. Um, okay. So so that's all good. Um we are um okay, so we covered this. Okay, so we're on we're on all these social media platforms and there's an option to pay to increase what I'm getting out of the site. Mm-hmm. How can you do that? I can't tell you how many times I've been told, oh, well, I've tried this and it doesn't work. It's like, okay, well, it maybe hasn't worked yet, but it clearly works because... Yeah, there's a few things here. There's a lot There's a lot there. Uh-huh. Now, question one is, how can I figure... Like, when is it time to do that? And how can I do it effectively and efficiently so I'm not wasting... like? There's going to be some trial and error probably, but Mm -hmm. how can I be as efficient as possible? Because I've only got – I just started. Mm -hmm. I only have a little bit of money to spend on this. One never, never, never cardinal sin for engagement on any platform. Do not buy followers. Do not buy followers. Don't do it. Even if you have 100 followers and you think you need 10,000 for people to take you seriously – don't do it. It screws your engagement. It's literally the worst thing that you could ever do for your also business. It looks bad. Yes, it looks bad. Very bad. Um, well, here's my argument to that. I hate it when I see that. But most people don't notice that anyways. People just see – people – It was a much bigger deal about five years ago. Yeah, it mm-hmm. still bothers me, but – Yeah. <laughs> I do check. I do check sometimes, but um. yes, don't buy followers. Um, and also, again, it goes back to Janice. You have to know your Janice, because if you're going to start running ads for products, and your ads are too broad, they're not specific enough to your ideal client. No one is going to touch it. Yeah. So when you're look like Facebook's a good example. Well, I guess they all do it. Um, but when you're looking at, oh, this is going to reach X amount of people. While it, your gut may say, oh, I want this, this says it'll reach a million people in this area. I want that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, but you also said that you're going to pay five bucks a day. So it has the potential to hit a million, but it's going to hit 2000 today or whatever it is. And guess what? 
most of those people are probably not interested because Janus is actually only 300 people mm-hmm. in this range. Exactly. And so, you're just wasting your money. So don't just go first. Like, you, no Janus. Mm-hmm. If you know your Janus, then yeah. you're good in a lot of areas. Like, I would say figuring out your ideal client. There's a couple things. So what we've talked about, finding your ideal client. Know your Janus is definitely no. the title of this episode. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have picked a different name. Um, yes, so knowing your Janus is incredibly important. And then for me um, and what I teach, having a creed, like a mission statement and core values is foundational. It's what you need before you start your business. If you've started your business and you don't have those things, immediately go and do this because it's what impacts every piece of your business. So like for us, um, our family creed is to bring joy and our core values are faith, fun, impact, and authenticity. We picked four core values. We kind of attach stories and reasons behind each of them. But anytime I go to post, anytime I go to make a new service, anytime I go to teach, it has to hit one of those core values or our family mission and creed, right? Like, A lot of the stuff we do is satire because it's fun and it brings joy. And those are our Janices, right? Those families who want to be entertained and laugh and have fun. You know, that's kind of what we do. Everything Mm -hmm. falls into that. If you're just in here chasing money or you're like, yeah, I've got a gift that, you know, I'm really good at making food. So I'm going to open a restaurant, but you have nothing attached to it, no value behind it, no mission behind it. You're not going to succeed for very long. And if you do succeed, you're going to be absolutely miserable while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So Janice is, again, Janice is just the most important. Janice um, is very important. Um, okay. So before we pay to uh, to advertise on these platforms, we got to know Janice mm-hmm. because – if I'm just going to say I want in this 20-mile radius anybody that falls in this Janice's age, age range, range, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, great. I've got a million people. But guess who's actually interested? 200. Mm-hmm. So that money is – that's why these things don't – well, that's one reason why these things don't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the targeting is super important. Targeting super important and having – an idea that's already been validated. This is a big, big thing with service providers, something I have been guilty of a billion times in the past three and a half years. Having a a service or a product that you think people need and want, but no one has actually told you that they need and want. Okay. Biggie, I'm sure you can understand why. That deserves a moment of silence for you to think about. Like, what have you been doing, promoting, talking about, trying to sell that literally no one has asked you to do? Yes. So if I'm just starting – well, I I probably shouldn't be trying to sell this thing if – or open this business if I – 
don't know that there are people that are interested. Well, okay. So think about it this way. You know, I'll share all of my failures with you. I open Highland Consulting. It's now no longer Highland Consulting. Not I that I updated LinkedIn. I know. I cha- I, you know, you don't even have a website anymore for me to look at. It's like, I'm just rolling with it. You told me it was wrong. So I'm going to just keep this all in and you can correct me because this uh-huh. is what I've got to work with. Yeah. So I changed to Lauren Highland Company just to continue with the personal brand piece so that yeah. and to help the search engine optimization as well. Because my name is also company name. Um, But anyway, so I start Highland Consulting basically because I have to. You know, I got laid off. I had had a six-month-old, found out the same week that I got laid off that I was pregnant with my second, no health insurance. You know, I went through, long story short, um, filled out over 150 applications on Indeed and didn't hear a single thing back from anyone. Nothing. I mean, people were talking, I had 10 years experience in sales and marketing, my MBA, you know, like my resume was pretty padded. Um, so find, I find a mentor, something I suggest every entrepreneur do find someone who's a couple steps ahead of you and learn from them, make friends with them, get on their speed dial. Um, and, uh, they helped me to start a business and they're like, oh, consulting super broad, which it is. You can do anything in consulting. Right. And I'm like, I have a really padded resume. This is great. I'm going to go into marketing and help people with marketing, (laughs) but I didn't have a Janice. I had no Janice. I was just trying to like sell marketing, sell marketing. Right. And not the stuff that I was like good at or loved, like the digital part, like creating video, creating content. People were asking me to like, you know, do all of these like really broad things when it came to, you know, like, HR and like, can you consult in these areas? And I'm like, oh yes, absolutely. Cause I, I needed money. Like yeah. we're chasing money yeah. and I'm Googling everything. Uh-huh. How do I do this? You know? And I'm, yeah. you know, definitely not charging for the amount of time that's going in. You know, I just, I started the business with the resume, with yeah. all of the knowledge and the information, but it was not where I needed to start. Right. I didn't have the Janus. I didn't have the values and the mission set up. There was no why behind the business other than I need to make money to feed my family. Yeah. And sometimes survival mode, that works. You know, you get done what you need to get done, but it's not sustainable. No. Um, okay. Okay. So I don't know. How did we even get to that? <laughs> Um, Talking about having to need a Janice and, oh, if you were going into business, uh, well, you should have those things already in place. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I showed you how yeah. I yeah. started a business with the knowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. and did not have those in yeah. place. So, okay. Um, what would be – okay, so we've – we discovered Janice. We then um, – Found out where where Janice hangs out. Start we're, – we're pretty active on those places. So when we're being active on these places, we're posting a ton, doing all the things. Do I need to be focused on spending other time on those places? Do I need to be engaging with other people? Is that important? Is it um, – you know, obviously if people are commenting on my stuff, I need to – you know, I need to interact with them. But what about other people? Like 
should that be a piece of of what I'm doing daily or weekly or monthly or whatever that is? Or can I just post my stuff and shut it off? Yeah, engaging is super important. Um, and it really needs to be kind of like a mindset thing for you, right? Because if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have time to post, let alone engage. Like, this is just too much. It seems so overwhelming. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I get it. Like, we've all been there. What um, I used to do, <laughs> um, Neil and I, we would – Neil's going to actually be on the episode, or on the podcast sometime soon. But um, when we were doing our warm-up 10-minute walk at the gym, I would just spend that time. And, again, sometimes – some days I would comment and other days I would just find stuff that I liked and I would just – like I would just like for 10 minutes just everything that I actually was interested in Mm -hmm. and then the other piece of that was on days when I was feeling like okay I can write something today like just actually telling people what I thought about whatever they were posting it's like it doesn't have to be something fake and weird yeah no no you definitely don't want to do that yeah it's just like oh this is even if it's just like oh this is a dope pick like this looks dope Mm -hmm. that's fine I mean it's better than nothing yeah Um, but that's how I just chose something like, okay, I have to be walking on the treadmill for 10 minutes anyways. Like this is boring. Some days I want to talk to Neil, but other days I don't. You're net zero time. Um, so Mm -hmm. I use that time to like. Yeah. And then I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, so where I was going with this, you know, you're already creating the content and you're creating the content you know, in that net zero time, you know, pretty much just um, creating content, doing what you're doing, right? Or what you're thinking or what you're feeling, blah, 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 right? We covered that. So I don't want you to think of engaging. So commenting, liking, doing those things as a chore, something that you have to do that you have to like schedule in with your content creation, but look at it as a way to communicate and find out what your Janice wants and needs. Because some of these comments, you know, especially if you leave them open-ended in your videos and stuff, people are going to start asking questions. And that's what you want. You want the content that you're creating to either be open-ended or ask a question or tell them to do something at the end so that they start asking you questions. Well, how do I do this? Well, what about that? And guess what? As you answer those questions, you take those questions and you save them because this is what people want and need. And it kind of helps um, clear the way for new revenue streams or new ways to open up your – see what I did there? Yeah. Um, That's what we're here for. (laughs) New ways to do business, um, new services or offerings that you could provide because you know that's what people are looking to you for. Okay. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. So. And just engaging in general boosts you in any algorithm, yeah. right? So if you're engaging, you're liking, you're commenting, um, your stuff's going to get pushed out to more people. That's like the trade-off there. Yeah. I also, I actually got work just by doing that a couple times where I was like, oh, wait, he's liked a lot of my a lot of my stuff. And <laughs> who is this person? And then uh-huh. they look at your stuff and then they say, huh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. And actually, I don't know if I've ever paid anyone for that, but I've definitely, like, it's just. You think of them. Yeah. If you think about that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's all good. Um, 
what else – is there anything else we should be aware of when we're starting out? We covered a lot so far He's and a lot of a lot. like pretty <laughs> actionable things. Um, yeah, I would say um, it's all about how you approach it, right? Like so many people, they don't know – I'm using finger quotes here – know how to do social media. So it scares them. They don't mm-hmm. want to do it. They're afraid to consistently post. They don't know what to say, blah, 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 insert, you know – anything. Don't look at it as a have to. This is one, a necessity at this point in time. It's your resume. People aren't going to your website or Google reviews to look up a business now. They're going to your Instagram. Or if you have a TikTok, they're going to your TikTok, right? Or your LinkedIn. (laughs) Or if you are a polished professional, they're going to your link. But LinkedIn's hard to search too. Yeah. It's much easier to search on the other platforms. Um, Okay, so a quick question, actually. Let's say I'm somebody who is not – let's say I'm somebody who is not – like my preferred method of communication is text or something. Like I'm just not good or comfortable or any of those things. Like sure, we can say you have to, but there's got to be other ways. Mm -hmm. What can somebody like that do or – Well, a big thing – a big thing now is – um, writing something you're thinking or want to say in your notes app, screenshotting the picture of the note, cropping okay. it, and posting it. Okay. Or, so there are alternatives. Yes. Oh, there's always alternatives. Um, or screen recording your phone as you're typing out your thought or something, you know, whatever, okay. that you want to say, and you're sharing it as a TikTok video or a reel on Instagram. Okay. Your so, face isn't being shown. Your fingers aren't even being shown. Your voice There's isn't n- heard. No voice. If you think your voice sounds terrible, <laughs> samesies. Here I am. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're going to have to get over it at some point, but you can dip your toe in the water different ways. Okay. Um, okay, so that's good. Anything else for newbies? Just start. Just do yeah. it. You're going to yeah, look yeah. like an idiot in the yes. beginning. Everyone does. Get over it. 20% is better than... Zero. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Same with, I mean, it's, I've had to use that. I've, I've had to think about that so many times recently where it's like, yeah, you can continue to wait until everything's great, but guess what? Nothing's ever going to be great. You're never going to be yeah. totally ready. If I would, like, even with the podcast, like the first couple episodes, I kept adding these disclaimers in because I was like, oh, the audio sucks. And it was <laughs> making me so angry. And then eventually it's like, I thought I actually thought about not posting a couple of them and then redoing the conversations. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing that. Like, let's just post it. It's not that big of a deal. Nobody's going to listen anyway. So whatever, <laughs> you know. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't know if I would recommend that yeah, type yeah, of mindset yeah. going into. Probably, I wouldn't recommend most of my mindset. So um, it's a little negative, but. Yeah. And That's also, fine. I'll add another little um, tip here for people who don't <laughs> who, who feel the same anyways. way that Brad feels. Um, you know, Instagram and Facebook are all filled with people who know you, right? Like that to me is worse. I know. Okay, I know. Okay, that's where I'm going. If you want to just try it out, test the waters, throw a bunch of crap at the wall, and see what sticks. TikTok is a place for you. I think maybe four people that I actually know in real life follow me on TikTok. And that's out of over 26,000 people who follow me. I'm telling you, there are like four people that I know in real life 
who follow me on TikTok. Okay. So it's a bunch of strangers. Okay. You can do anything in front of strangers. So it's a great testing behind platform. A oh, it's a great testing platform. Yeah, because that's that was something that held me up for so long. Yeah. For so long, because it's like these people know me, and dude, this I still don't. Weird. I still don't do that on Facebook because I'm like, it's like a thousand people that. Yeah. I know. And it's like my family. Like, I, yeah. yeah, no, I'm not posting these things here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So just start. Mm-hmm. Find your Janice and start. Mm-hmm. That's the tips for the day. Yep. Um, okay. Anything, um, anything else to close it out? <sighs> I would say make social media fun. Don't look at it as a chore. It can be fun. And if you're having fun doing it, that's going to come across and people are going to appreciate it and like yes. you and follow you because of it. Okay. That's that's good parting words. Mm-hmm. Um, where can all the humans of planet Earth and anywhere else find you? Um, on TikTok and Instagram. They're the same handles at the Lauren Highland. Um, and all of my links are in the bio. What about of those. Link- any, any LinkedIn I do not follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I don't do anything on LinkedIn. Okay. okay. That is – I'll have all of those links down (laughs) below. You can find her in those places. Um, Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Um, Be sure to like, uh, subscribe, do all those things. Share it with your friends who are opening businesses because everybody needs help when they're starting out. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening, watching, wherever you're consuming this. I'm your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners.